Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Iceman Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the great Ken Riley, who should be in the Hall of Fame. It's ridiculous that he's not. It's a very special show today. Ken Riley Jr., his son, will be joining me here very, very shortly. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, you found the show. Do me a favor. Hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 847 subscribers. I appreciate every single one of you. Now, like I said, Ken Riley Jr. is going to be joining the show today, but, uh, we got a little special video for Ken. So hang on, I want to bring him up. Got to do a little intro here. Kenny, what's up, brother? How you doing? Oh, you're on mute. I'm... Yeah, there we go. How's it going? How are you today? Good, man. How you doing? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me on your show. No problem. Now, I've, I've been dying to get this video out. It's on Facebook, and I said it to you earlier, but I got to get this video. It's a highlight video of your dad. I think it's awesome. My boy Tommy, he put it together. My my daughter, Princess Ice, she put the music to it, so I want to let you guys and the uh, viewers who haven't seen it yet check it out. This is, this is how right. badass your dad, your dad was in football. Check it out. That is an awesome video. I love it. Like a shout out to Tommy. What'd you think of it? You like it? Yes. Uh, awesome. Shout out to Tommy and your daughter. Uh, I never can get enough of uh, watching them uh, play. So uh, thanks for the video. Yeah. Well, I think we need to send that to the Pro Football Hall of Fame going, hello. <laughs> Look how good it was. <laughs> right. One thing I, one thing I right. noticed in that, in that video, a, a hit that is completely outlawed, and I know your dad was, was known for, was undercutting the wide receivers and taking their legs out and dropping them right on their head. You cannot do that in uh, this day and age of football. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, today in today's game, a lot of things uh, uh, are not allowed like it was uh, back in the day. So uh, definitely uh, I don't think that would have been allowed. No, not at all. They, somebody would have went to jail now probably if they did that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. It's definitely a different league now, but I mean, it's for the benefit of the players. Uh, oh, safety yeah, yeah, is the yeah. utmost importance, so uh, oh, yeah, it's, nah, it's, it's a good, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's better. Now, your dad was uh, born in on August 6, nineteen forty-seven, in Bartow, Florida. He Bartow, was drafted. Florida, yep. yep. I'm glad I said that right. <laughs> he was drafted <laughs> in the sixth round by the Bengals in nineteen sixty-nine. 
He played from uh, 69 to 1983. 15 season, all of them with the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, this is the part that drives me nuts. And I have a graphic, too. When he retired in 1983, he was fourth all-time in interceptions. He's fifth now. If you look at this list, bring up there. oh, it's a background. Wrong one. Hang on a second. I always do that. I always click on the wrong part one. <laughs> one Me and computers don't get along sometimes. Where's it at? Right. I think this is it. Yes. Nope. Wrong one. I'll get it right here in a second. I got too many. I got too many graphics. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Live show people. All right. So he's fifth all time in interception career interceptions right now. Everybody above him is in the Hall of Fame, and three guys below him are in the Hall of Fame, and your dad's right in the middle, and it's a travesty that he is not in the Hall of Fame. And I I don't understand why or, or what's going on. How did, how did your dad feel about uh, his not being in the Hall of Fame? Well, uh, it was pretty much he felt that it was out of his control, uh, and that was just uh, – how he was he figured he had done all he could on the field as well as off the field and he only could control what he could control uh yes he was disappointed but in the end he he knew that uh he had you know his records spoke for himself his play spoke for himself and at that point you know there's really nothing he could do uh so you know same thing with the pro bowl you know he had 1976 nine interceptions uh, his last game, he had three interceptions, two against uh, Joe Namath, and uh, he still didn't make the uh, the Pro Bowl. So um, he always just went about his business and uh, professional at all times. And um, like I said, unfortunately, sometimes you know, he, well, he didn't get the recognition that he deserved. So, but like I said, that's just out of his control. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, that's that's the way it is for you know Bengal players. It seemed like I mean. There's a big push, and it really came up. I, it's sad, but it really came up when your dad passed away that he's yeah. not in there, and Ken Anderson is not in there. So I know uh, Bengal Jim has put up a, a big push on trying to get the two Kens into the Hall of Fame, and I'm kind of a, ba- a bandwagon jumping on with him to try to to, to get that too because I, I you know I, I completely agree. There's no reason that your dad, especially your dad, I mean, to be fifth yeah. still. Still, and I he retired in 1983. I was seven when he retired. I mean, I barely remember <laughs> him playing. All right, right. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And not only is he um, he was fourth at the time of retirement, but he's like number two all time as a true corner because right. a lot of those guys on that list actually later on they Chris with the safety, but. Yep. He played on that corner for 15 years, and even in his last year, 36, he had eight interceptions. So all for one team. So it's mind-boggling to me that um, he hasn't gotten the recognition because it's hard just to get, you know, one interception on, you know, 65 and to do it for that consistent, for that long, uh, Mm -hmm. for one team. Um, So number five all-time that ever played in the history of the NFL. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Right. The history. Yeah. Exactly. Here's another graphic for you. Like 65 interceptions, five defensive touchdowns, eight multiple interception games. Like you said, picked off Broadway Joe three times in the game in 1976, three-time All-Pro, and just one of 26 NFL cornerbacks to play over 200 career games 
And like you said, he played every single one of them at cornerback. He did not switch to safety. He was a cornerback. And on top of that, he was a converted quarterback. Yes. Never played yeah. defense his entire mm – -hmm. I mean, he was a pampered quarterback come, coming out of Florida and m So, uh, I said he, yep, he, he achieved a lot. Yeah, I, I was get, getting to that. He, he was a uh, a quarterback at Florida A&M. I got, I got all kinds of notes written here just trying to find them. All <laughs> uh, quarterback for uh, Florida A&M, his record was 23-7. and seven. Uh, he had uh, they had three intercollegiate athletic conference titles. Now, your dad was also a pretty smart guy too. He earned yeah. a scholarship award and was a Rhodes Scholarship candidate in 1977. Now, if you're just to be a candidate for a Rhodes Scholar, you got to you got to know your stuff, man. That that's not easy to be even considered for it. Let them get it. Yeah, he uh, set the bar pretty high for me. Like I said, he was definitely <laughs> the definition. <laughs> right, exactly. Of a, a student athlete. I mean, he was a student athlete, so he uh, he exemplified that. So no longer did he get the job done on the field, uh, he did so off the field as well. So, um, I mean, like I said, the numbers speak for himself. And one of the great things that I admired about him is, like, you would never know. He was very um, – you know, humble and everything that he did. Uh, he always, like I said, I, I said a lot about myself. He, he felt that his work should uh, speak for itself. So um, I respect the heck out of him. Uh, couldn't have a better role model. I know I'm biased, but my father, but a lot of a lot of people feel the same about their fathers. But um, he definitely was not only a great athlete, but a, a, a better person. So um, that's unfortunately he. I, he won't get the chance. I believe with all my heart that he's going to get in there, but it's unfortunate he won't get to uh, see it uh, for himself. But um, we'll definitely be uh, there to, you know, when that time comes. So, so do you do you have your your Hall of Fame speech ready? I, I would assume you'd be the one that would induct him when this happening. I'm I'm speaking into existence. We <laughs> right. want to make this happen. Us, Who Day Nation. Bengals family, we're going to make this happen. You, get, your dad is getting in the Hall of Fame if we have anything to say about. It. But you got to, you got to be ready for the Hall of Fame speech. You, you got, you got anything planned out, or have you even thought about it? No, nothing, nothing thought out. So uh, I would just be excited uh, if and when that opportunity comes. But I would uh, definitely uh, do it with honor. Uh, so exactly, yeah, that that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Oh, that'll be a a great day here in Bengal country. I know well, like I said, I've been a lifelong Bengal fan, you know, so I, I would, I would, I will be there. I mean, there, I know Bengal Jim is putting together a uh, rally uh, this summer to promote your dad and Ken Anderson uh, to get in to the hall of fame and uh, get back to your dad. That, that quote I have where he was talking about uh, not being in the hall of fame. He said, um, not being in the hall of fame, he goes, I think my numbers are deserving of the Hall of Fame. I've always thought your work would speak for itself. It's like it's working against me now because the older you get and the longer you stay out, people for, or forget about you. And that's what we are trying to not ha have happen. We don't want people to forget about your dad. We don't want people to forget about Ken Anderson because we our players have gotten skipped over way too many times. There's a list of Bengals that should be in there. And and in my honest opinion, there shouldn't be another Bengal go in until your dad and Ken Anderson get in there. 
Um, I totally agree. And I, first of all, I'd like to thank you all, like Dingo Gems and um, the Zim Hude and the uh, Aces and you know, all the guys that are uh, doing these uh, podcasts and having me come on. I really, and all the support, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of Bengal fans on Hootie fans on Twitter. So I, I really appreciate uh, all the support. And you guys, what are you doing to keep the effort? Like, uh, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, uh, Bengal Jim is going to uh, be doing a rally at the Hall of Fame. I think it's June 19th, which is awesome for Ken Anderson and my father. But there are, there are so many other uh, Bengal greats. Uh, Willie Anderson, uh, Lamar Paris. Um, Isaac Curtis Isaac is Curtis. never yep. even getting mentioned, uh, which nope. is unbelievable. My the, my, my father always said he was the best wide receiver that he went against was, was every day in practice. So um, there are so so many uh, well deserving singles, um, and uh, it's unfortunate. I don't understand how in the fifty over fifty plus years you only can have one. And uh, they've had a lot of talent come through there. Just unfortunately, they've been overlooked. And like I said, just to name a few of those guys, Ken Anderson, Isaac Curtis, uh, Lamar Parrish, who was on the other side, who played my father, and, you know, the Willie Andersons. Um, like I said, we just had some great players. I don't like names just because there are so many that uh, are deserving. And um, I thank you guys, like I said, for the platform and, and the support that you've been giving not only my father, but uh, some of the other. So uh, thank you and hats out to all, to to you guys for doing that. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, at this point, if, if us fans don't do it, it's never going to happen because nobody else is talking about it. Now, uh, Joe, right. Joe wants to know if uh, you will be joining us up there June nineteenth. Are you? Pl- I think you're planning on being there, right? Uh, actually, I thought about going, but I told my dad I was like, I won't step uh, ground. I won't, I won't never attend the Hall of Fame until he gets in there. So uh, there you go. I'm going to I'm going to stick to that. I'll be there in spirit. But the first time I uh, step down on there, I want to be to uh, to, you know, to when he's uh, inducted to the Hall of Fame. So uh, I thank for everybody for the support. But, yeah, I'm going to hold off until that, that time comes. Hey, I got a promise is a promise. Promise to your father. Then, yeah, I, I, I totally support that. So we'll just have to FaceTime you while we're there and show you. Show you the support and show you how many people are there. I would love it. I think my sister said she might come, so uh, it might be oh, around. Okay. Yeah, but I was like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold off until that happens. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That that's that's great. Now, after football, I don't know if people actually, you know, really knew what your dad did afterwards. He wasn't done. Well, after after his playing career was over, um, he still he wasn't done with football. He was two years uh, a Green Bay assistant coach. And then 1986, he went back to his alma mater where he was the quarterback uh, at Florida A&M. And he was the head coach there from 1986 to 1983. He was 48-39-2. His team won two Mid-Eastern American Conference titles, and he was named the MEAC Coach of the Year twice. Yeah. um, Yeah, that's – I was with the Florida A&M FAMU. That's uh, I actually played for my father, so that was a great opportunity. Uh, That's awesome to do that. Yeah, so um, he left uh, Green Bay where he was coaching for um, with uh, Coach Forrest Greg, who uh, he played for in Cincinnati, who gave him his oh, yeah. gave him the opportunity. So um, yeah, he he moved back, and um, you know my sisters went there, so it's, it's a tradition to uh, to attend FAMU, and it's a great school and. Uh, they're doing big things. Uh, so Le- uh, we just signed with LeBron's, uh, LeBron James and Nike. So uh, 
a good thing, but the program is definitely headed in de uh, the right direction. Uh, Coach Willie Simmons is doing a good job. So, uh, yeah. That's awesome. He all, after he re uh, stepped out as a coach, he was the uh, athletic director from 94 to 2003. So, I mean, this man, your, your dad was is just diverse, diversified from player yeah. to coach to administration. I mean, like I said, he's a, he was a, a Rhodes Scholar, you know, a finalist. So, like I said, you know, you know, he was a smart man to be able to be he was, know, yeah. an athletic director. And I mean, you're, you're an athletic director. It ain't, it ain't all just sports. It's probably the least uh, a job that's about sports that has the least to do with sports, you know, as far as right. political and school and everything that goes with that. Yeah. I mean, he was well-rounded. Uh, like I said, he really set the bar high uh, as far as setting the standard uh, for someone to look up to, but um he definitely was uh, one that was whenever he decided to to get involved in something, he would give it his all and make sure that it was uh, top notch in whatever he was involved in. So uh, definitely did a great job. Exactly. They played in uh, seven playoff games. Now the cool thing is he's he intercepted. I, I there might be more Hall of Famer quarterbacks than than I found, but I found like you mentioned earlier, he intercepted Broadway Joe three times. He intercepted Jim Plunkett twice. So those those are some pretty good notches on on the belt there. Of, uh, you you uh got, got you got some pretty good uh Super Bowl winning coaches or quarterbacks and Hall of Famers. Yeah, I actually my mom did a great job. She has a a, a trophy that I'm going to probably get uh, made in, into a shirt. But she has all 65 of the quarterbacks that well 65 interceptions and it names all of the quarterbacks the yards and so awesome. it's, it's pretty neat to 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 look at and see the different quarterbacks uh throughout the years and you know uh you know you got Bradshaw uh several times you know because they played in the that. same division you know uh Bob Greasy you know, I'm just some that are just coming off the top of my head I know Jim Plunkett uh uh site that played the uh, Browns. Yeah, Brian uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. but then like I said there, there is the list of all, all the quarterbacks and all the interceptions, uh, the return yards. So it, it, I mean, it's it's really neat. And my mom also did a great job of putting together the scrapbook. So um, got a lot of nice um, history there. Well, yeah. If you ever get that that shirt, your mom ever get that shirt made, let me know because I will definitely wear it loud and proud because uh, that that's actually yeah. really cool. Because I, I was trying to find, dude. I wrote, I, I got three to four full pages of stuff about your dad, and I, I could have kept going. I mean, it's 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 right. It's ridiculous the amount of stuff that he accomplished in his life and 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 in his football career. And that's where it just honestly, it really just ticks me off that he's not in there. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Now, it, um, it really is. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. I was just agreeing with you what you're saying and. uh Unfortunately, like I said, it's it's out of our control, and sometimes it seems to be like the franchises, the more popular franchises, the Cowboys, the Steelers, and you know. Wait, 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 we 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 call they, them the squealers on the, on this channel. We don't refer to them as the real name. It's the squealers right. and the rat birds. Okay, so yeah. I consider that cussing on my on my show. We we refer to them as the real name. <laughs> right, got it. But like I said, it, it, I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable. Like he definitely put up the numbers. Like, all the Bengals, the Ken Andersons, and so we just have to keep pushing, and yep. um, yes, sir. that's all we can do from this point. Now, the cool thing is the Bengals, uh, 
tweeted out. I I also well we started over like this. I also think the lack of Hall of Fame players for the, for the Bengals kind of has something to do with the Bengals and their lack of promoting their old players. Like there is no Ring of Honor, there is no Hall of Fame. You know, once they're gone, Paul Brown would say, you know, time to move on with your life life's work, which he's right. But as far as the franchise goes, I wish they had done a better job promoting them. Now, earlier this year, uh, there's a, a, a tweet, a video, that looks like the Bengals were working on putting a ring of honor up there. And to me, the first three that go up there is obviously Paul Brown. Then it's Ken Riley, Ken Anderson, I'll say four, and then Anthony Munoz. So those are the first four that have got to go, go in there. So it's probably – Probably Paul Brown, the Hall of Famer, and Anthony Moose, the Hall of Famer, then your dad, then then Ken Anderson. Those are the first four for me have got to go up there. Hey, yeah, I saw that tweet, and it was a buzz going around. That Whoever did that, it, that was a great marketing tool. Uh, it's exciting, and I that would be an awesome, uh, awesome thing to do to recognize those former players. And like you said, uh, I think that will also help with the push for the, the, uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame because, like you said, we need to recognize it, even though that nationally they're not doing it, but we're recognizing our own. Because there have been uh, so many great players uh, that have come through there. And so uh, I think that would be a great start. And, uh, yeah, that would be very awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I am a season ticket holder, and I hope they start doing that this year. And one thing me and Bengal Jim were talking about, and I, I, this is just me and him. Well, it's actually his idea, but we're just spitballing. Well, I think it'd be really cool is if, you know, when they do, I'm saying when they do the Ring of Honor, because I think they're going to, that they induct the players and they give them a big, bright orange jacket. You know, you watch the, the yeah, yeah. Red, all their Hall of Famers, they get bright red jackets. So for Bengals, you get a big, bright orange Hall of Fame jacket that you can uh, wear around at uh, special occasions and, and this, hopefully they do that this year because this could be a really fun year for the Bengals with Joe Burrow and moving forward and, and the Ring of Honor. And hopefully in 2022, we got Ken Anderson and Ken Riley in the Hall of Fame. That would be awesome. That sounds awesome. And I like the idea of the jacket. I know the Reds do a great job of recognizing their players. And, uh, yeah, that would be great. Uh, that's a great idea. So uh, hopefully in the near future uh, something like that will happen. And like I said, this year, uh, hopefully, Pearls, uh, you know, he gets healthy and uh, I look forward to a good year from the Bengals. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Exciting exactly. times. Very exciting times. And I, I always refer, refer to him as Joe Freaking Burrow. That's just some silly nickname yeah. I gave him. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a question. Yeah, your, dad's, your dad's uh, record for interceptions in a game was uh, held all the way up to 2005 till Delta O'Neill broke it. I, I heard you talk about this with, with, with the guys on Orange Black podcast, but you, well, how did your dad feel about that, or was he happy for him, or you know, how do you, how do you handle that? Uh, he handled it well. We actually uh, before I, it might have been the same year that he broke it. Uh, we we uh, he got a chance to talk to Dad O'Neill, great guy, and uh, he always felt that records were, uh, were meant to be broken. So uh, it's just part of if you if. If uh, you play long enough, sometimes, like, like I said, the records will be broken. So he was definitely uh, okay with it and wished him well and always uh, roots for all of the Bengals. So uh, he definitely would um, keep an eye on the defensive backs. And um, so, like I said, he felt that, you know, like I said, you play long enough, eventually somebody come around and, and break that record. So right. he was okay with yeah. it. So, so you, you, were, you grew up a Bengals fan then, I'm assuming, though. <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I remember, you know, since I was small, running around my grandmother, she said, I'm running around the table trying to imitate my dad. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you said you you also played for your dad at uh, Florida A and M. That that's interesting. What what position did you play? Cornerback and wear number thirteen as well, or what position did, did I you play? play? I I played defensive back and um, I um, I wore number one. Uh, number one. Okay. If I had to do it all again, I probably would have went with thirteen. But I was kind of trying to separate myself at the right, time. Right, you know, when you're coming right. up, you're like you don't want to. It's already you know right. that name. Uh, yeah, name, I played. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, played. For, Played four years from. I actually came to Cincinnati uh, in 1995 um, when Kajana Cameron came. I was in the uh, mini camp when uh, oh, Coach Shula was the coach. Oh, Ron okay. Meek was the defensive back coach. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so played all well three years for my dad, and then one year with Coach uh, Billy Joe. That's awesome. So what what was it like playing for your dad? Because I mean, you've heard. I mean, we all had our dads, coaches in little league or whatever, or younger, or as you get older in high school, and it's kind of like. For me, anyway, your dad didn't want to show favoritism, so not not in every aspect, but sometimes you could become the whipping boy <laughs> because you were yeah, the yeah. son. I mean, that's not like that in every every uh every uh relationship. Like that. How about work out for you? Uh, it was a great opportunity. Like I said, one of the reason why I went to uh, it was because my dad played corner, so I couldn't get any other better uh, coaching from him. But oh, yeah. he was, but the, the good. Uh, Side of it, he concentrated more on the offense, so I didn't really have a lot of interaction with him because I had my position coach and then we had a coordinator. But, um, you know, definitely going into the season or come down doing one on one drills, he, he could definitely give us that. Uh, my other roommate, uh, Keno Taylor, he was the other corner, he would definitely, you know, coach us up and uh, tell us if we see us doing something wrong. So it was uh, the best of both worlds, really, because it wasn't. It wasn't the pressure from him actually like coaching me, coaching me because he's right. a head coach and you know you right. kind of facilitate it. But at the same time, he's there and he could see if I'm doing something wrong, so to correct those uh, those habits. Oh. So it was definitely uh, a, a, a light, a, a awesome experience to play for my father and one that I never get. So yeah, he he probably probably knew mistakes you were making without you even doing them. He, he probably could see him before. You were even you you're about to take a first step. Like, no, 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 don't don't do don't cover him that way or however, you know. I'm, I'm uh, he's forgot more football instantly. than any of us have. Is I mean, you're right on the head instantly. You know, he could look at it right away and say, Hey, correct it and uh, go from there. So he was definitely like I said, a student of the game and couldn't get any better coaching than from my father. So uh it was definitely like I said, a great learning experience. Now, one thing I, I'm curious about, since he was a, a college quarterback, I wonder how that helped him trans, translate into being a cornerback, you know, because he's already a quarterback, so he knows probably where the quarterback wants to throw the ball. I'm sure that helped him in his reading the, the reading the eyes of the quarterback and reading the defense of where, the, or, or excuse me, the offense of where the ball might be going. Yeah, no, I definitely think that that – assisted him in that transition a lot of it too he was he, he was more of a quarterback you know so backing up and running around uh he was very athletic so had very uh quick feet and uh so that kind of translated when he moved over to the defensive back position but being knowledgeable of offenses and the weaknesses of the defense uh really did help him uh as a defensive back 
Yeah, one thing I uh, also I found interesting here on on his uh, career stats, he actually had 15 yards in receiving yards. So I, I never knew even knew they even tried him as as a, a wideout or anything like that. Yeah, he actually uh, his rookie year he picked as well. So yeah. he was, uh, like I say he was definitely an athlete coming out. So um, and he was a reserve quarterback. I, I can't remember one year, but he got to the where they had to, you know, he was he was a reserve uh, as a, a quarterback. Call the bullpen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, he he was definitely a good athlete. Yeah, like you say he had a he was a kickoff return uh, guy too. He had uh, 334 career yards for uh, kickoff returns. Now that what now Bengal Jim had uh, the '81 Super Bowl team reunion on his show. That was his last show of the year, and they all I think it was awesome. Every single one of those guys said something about your father. And I know uh, Jim was putting it together to send to the Hall of Fame. What is it like to hear all these accolades and everything about your your father? And I, I wish we would have done this while he was still present. And that's that's what really breaks my heart yeah. that we're doing all this stuff. For him now, and he's not—he's not here. But what, what do you what do you think he he yeah. think about all this and and and, and, and the eighty one season? Uh, it definitely uh, makes you feel proud uh, to hear those things. And um, like I said, you guys giving the platform and, and keeping his uh, memory alive. Um, growing up, like a when you you're around professional athletes or when you're around you know this type of environment, you kind of think that it's normal. Because right. to me, that was just my dad. So it was like, okay, that just, you know, that just that. But as I uh, grew up and became a man, had my own kids, and I, actually when I started playing, you know, football myself, I realized that, and the work that he put in, because like I said, I played him in back. And I know how hard it is to get an interception. I remember just, you know, as he's running, we're in the car as he's running, you know, or, you know, he, he was always in the best shape. And, now, like I said, when I got old, I realized, man, the time and the, the work that he put in and that nothing happens. I try to tell my, my son that, you know, all we see, you just see the end result. You see right. the Michael Jordan, the dunks, you see the finished product. But all of these athletes, the LeBron, the Tigers, and, you know, any sport that you can transition from mm -hmm. in a professional field, all of those people put in the work. Yes. And a lot of times people don't realize the work that oh, they no. put in to 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 become who they are so uh, he definitely uh put in the work and you know had great results and well, like i said it's unfortunate go ahead yeah exactly i mean people always just assume that these guys are given these god-given abilities which they are i mean uh, your dad was born yeah. a, a tremendous athlete but they have to right. work at it to to keep it and your dad played till he's 36 years old uh, yeah. and he let's see here First, uh, first, he was 36 years old. Uh, first time he was named to the All-Pro team, and he had eight interceptions and returned two of them for a touchdown in his last and final year in the NFL. So at 36 years old, to be able to still do that and play at, at the high level that that he did, of course he had to, uh, to work his butt off to, to, to maintain that. And that's one thing I yeah. don't think people understand what these athletes go through to, for, first of all, get to where they're at, Second of all, to stay there. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and that's another thing, like you said, to stay there and pressure. I mean, he would tell the story, that, you know, as I got old, I'm just looking and I'm like, man, the pressure that he went through, 
I, you know, I kind of tell this story, like maybe his seventh year in the league, and uh, they drafted another corner in the first round, and he had played right corner, you know, all up until that point, but then they started switching him from side to side and, and doing practice. Coach Brown came up to him, you know, while he was getting ready to practice. He said, you see who we drafted, right? And um, he was like, yeah. He was like, because, yeah, I'm looking to replace you. So, wow. you know, wow, you know, he's telling you the writing right. on the wall. But then he said right. the next that next game against Miami, he had like two, inter- two interceptions. He took one for a touchdown. And then the next, you know, the next practice after the game, uh, Coach Brown came to him and said, I like it. Now get back on your side. And, you know, so he kept him <laughs> on the right corner from that point on. So it, it was like, man, awesome. you know, some people, some people will fold under that pressure, right. but you know, yep. he was always one to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when his back was against the wall, you know, he felt that, you know, you challenge him, he's going to always, uh, set that challenge and he was able to do that. So that's one of the things that I admire about him. And I'm like, man, that's, and he tells me a lot of stories like that. You know, some people are getting cut at halftime for doing crazy stuff. So people don't really know the pressures that those right. guys are under. Uh, it's right. definitely a business. So yeah, it, it, yeah, it's definitely a business. That's why they they, they call the NFL not for long. I mean, cause, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're they're not in there. If you make it, I think the average I think average years like between three and maybe five yeah, years. Yeah, about think. three years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. if you get past that. You you're doing really well. You you worked your butt off to get there, right. and, and 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 just just another thing. What, what you're just saying about your dad and how he handled the pressure. And that's what the great ones do, you know. And that's yeah. that's a mental that's a mental thing that that I don't necessarily know if you're you're built with that or you just you just have to always have that chip on your shoulder. Like all right, all right, you got drafted somebody. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll prove yeah. you wrong. I'll that's okay. Okay, right. bring it. and not. Not just shrivel yeah. up and oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm gonna go home now. No, 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 no. Let's go. I'll, I'll take this guy on. That's, that's kind of what your dad was saying, you know. Like, all right, I'll prove you wrong. I still got, I still got juice. Yeah, that's you hit the nail on. I mean, that's that's so true. So that's awesome. Yeah, that and that's what a lot of players and like I said, the great ones have to do, and, and to have the longevity, you have to do it. And that's another reason for as long as your dad did it, as productive as he was. You know, and it's, it's, I didn't realize he, he, did he make the Pro Bowl once or he never made it? He never made the Pro Bowl. So that's, and that's one of the knocks now that they have against him saying that he didn't make the Pro Bowl. But I'm like, it's, it's kind of the same scenario now with the Hall of Fame. Like, well, but he has the numbers he had. What can, what else could he have done? Nine interceptions, you know, lead the AFC Cup. What else do you want him to do? So, right, right. Well, I read something too that, that, uh, I can't remember what year it was. I, I like I said, there's so much stuff I wrote down. I couldn't write everything down, but it's, I just remember reading this. Um, in, in the 70, 78, 77, 78, Lamar Parrish actually went to the Pro Bowl, and your dad had more interceptions than he did, and he also played more games than than, than leaving Lamar did. But Lamar got got to go to the Pro Bowl, and not your dad. Yeah, yeah, that that, that happened. I, I want to say seventy six. Seventy six. So, yeah, it's. It was out of his control. Right, right. Uh, but I mean, how do you it, explain it? I, I get that's what that's what I I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't explain any of this stuff. I, I don't understand yeah. how your dad put these numbers up, and it wasn't like in the seventies. It wasn't like the Bengals were a, an awful team the entire decade. They had multiple playoff runs. I mean, Ken Anderson won uh, two passing uh, titles during in that decade. So it wasn't like they were awful the entire decade. 
You know, there were yeah. some bad, bad years, but they were a good team. And, and I've said this on my show in the past. If it wasn't for the Pittsburgh Squealers, we might actually be able to make, you know, some more playoff runs. But they didn't have as many playoff yeah. teams then. Right. No, I, I agree. They were, like I said, it's been a lot of players. Like I said, the Reggie Williams and Lewis Breeze, the – like I said Lamar Paris, the Isaac Curtis, Jim McCurry. I can go on and name a name. Right. They had some very good players. Uh, but like I said, unfortunately, the media, I, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. He can't explain it. It's just I can't either. I don't know. I mean, well, like we talked about earlier in the show, the original 85, Isaac Curtis, who always when you get a touchdown, there's always a spike behind the back. That's it. He it's another one that I, I mean, I hate to say it. I don't know. I I hope he gets in, but with the wide receiver numbers that the guys are putting up now, it's going to be really hard for him him to get in. But that's the point. Yeah. It should have already happened, you know. Yeah. And, and I, I totally, I agree. I don't, I don't totally how, agree. I don't, I don't know how we fix it other than just getting loud and saying, "Hey, hello, look, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. don't forget us, don't forget our players. Yeah. They were pretty yeah. good." Yeah, and again, and again, hats off to you guys for you know providing this platform and the push that you're doing. Like I said, I can't thank you guys enough, and uh, you know, I watch all you guys, and you know, on the YouTube channel, follow all you guys. So you guys do a great job. So uh, again, thanks for all you do. Well, I appreciate you for uh, coming on the show because I I had never met you before. I knew who you were. Yeah. I saw you on the uh, yeah. Orange and Black podcast, and they put your Twitter out there and. Like yeah, I'll just give it a shot, and I'm like, right. less than a minute minute later, you message you message me back. I'm like, oh heck yeah, sweet. I'm like, all right, cool. Because <laughs> I because yeah. I message guy like I got a uh, it's a message out to Ken Anderson. I'm trying to get him on the show. He he hasn't answered me. So which yeah, yeah. It's Ken Anderson. You know he's now who, who the hell is this guy named Strawberry Ice? I don't, I don't know who that guy is. But I, <laughs> but I appreciate you you answering back and, and coming on the show. This has been great. No, thanks for having me. I said um, I, I appreciate. You know, just giving me an opportunity uh, to speak about my father, and also just you know, even on your shows, you're you're mentioning him, keeping him out in the push. So uh, thank you very much, and all of the Huda Nation. You guys can't say it enough. Exactly. All right, Kenny. Well, like like Tommy here says, we got your back, buddy. So we will we will keep banging the drum, and hopefully one day we'll, we will all be in Canton watching you up on the stage inducting your father. Hey, and we all like to everybody just come on up. I really would, you know, that sounds great. And hopefully, like I said, when I'm in the uh, Cincinnati area, definitely reach out to you all and uh, we can get together. And yeah, exactly. If you, if you come up for a game, it, it sounds like they're going to let fans in, you know, come hang out uh, at uh, Bengal Jim's uh, tailgate because that's where, that's where I'll be at before the game. I definitely, if, if fans are allowed uh, this year, I definitely uh, plan on attending the game, bringing my boys up. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Thank, thanks for okay. coming on the show. Thanks for having me, man. And uh, thanks for all you guys are doing. No problem. Who day? All right. Who day? All right. My thanks to Ken Riley. That was awesome. I really appreciate him coming on the show. And like I said, we got to get, we got to bang the drum. We've got to get his story, his father's story out there more. I mean, because if we don't do it, then nobody else is going to do it because like I said, I love this video. Tommy did an awesome job. I'm playing it again. This is how much of a badass Ken, the Rattler Riley was check it out.
gets me fired up. <laughs> I'm in there dancing like, oh, that was awesome. I mean, I, I that, Tommy, you did a great job editing that. Princess Ice did a great job putting the music on there. It was perfect. All right. I got to calm down. Whew. Out of breath from a dance around watching that. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to open the show up. We can do some uh, video chats here for the last couple minutes if you guys are interested. Let me post that up here. There's the link is up. And let's get the some of the com comments here. Tommy says, thank you to Ken Riley. That was awesome. Jennifer. Iceman, thank you for an awesome show today. Best ever. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hopefully I can get more, more Bengals on here. Right, we, get, we can uh, do this more often. That would be that would be nice. Yep. Shout out to Princess Princess Ice on the music. She did a great job. But uh, like I said, it's just I'm gonna read the career stats again here for Ken Ryan. I can't. We can't say this enough. Sixty five interceptions, five hundred ninety six yards, return guards, five touchdowns, eighteen fumble fumble recoveries, ninety six yards of fumble recovery yards, kickoff yards returned were three hundred and thirty four. And 15 yards in receiving. I mean, if that's not an all-around football player, Hall of Fame player, then I don't know what is. Because, I mean, that, that those you – know, everybody talks about Deion Sanders and being a great defensive back and being a, a two-way player. Everything that Deion did, Ken Riley did it before he got there. He played both ways, apparently. I, like I said, I never knew he did receiving. He either kick receiver returner, a great – uh, cornerback could, I mean, you're talking about, you know, Revis Island. We had Riley Island. He would shut people down. He picked up Hall of Fame quarterbacks after Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I mean, it is just an absolute travesty. So as much as you guys can, share this video, tag the Hall of Fame in there, try to get our voices heard to the Hall of Fame. And when you can't join, if you can't join the show or join the uh, the rally that, that uh, Bengal Jim is going to have here this June. It's going to be a peaceful rally. We're going to go there, have fun. Uh, we'll do some rally, and then I think he's there's a um, a brew house up there and a hotel very close by. That it, it'd be good a good time to go out there, hang out, and then get a tour of the Hall of Fame. So I invite as many people as we can to get up there. Wear your number thirteen jerseys. Wear your number fourteen jerseys. Let's try to get our voices heard. Because like I said. If we don't do it, then nobody's going to do it because so far it hasn't happened. And I think the Bengals are getting behind us too, like I said, with the upcoming Ring of Honor, which it looks like it's going to happen. Hopefully they get the uh, the uh, orange jackets. That would be cool. Uh, uh, Tommy says, watching and cooking dinner, so no video chats for me tonight. <laughs> yeah, see some new faces. There you go. Haven't had anybody come on video chats in a while other than the same guys. All right, Jeremy, dude. Ken Riley was great. It's time for Bengals to get them in the Hall of Fame. I agree with you wholeheartedly there, Mr. Jeremy Day. One thing Riley did that Dion didn't. And what is that, Crown? Is there something I said? I don't know. Uh, all right. So I think I'm going to roll on out of here. Might be a little. Shorter show. Oh, actually, Thomas, uh, you are jumping on. Let's see what you got. Thomas, what's up, brother? 
And nobody jumped on. I figured I'd help you out there, buddy. Uh, you're, you're, you're good, man. What's up? Oh, what's going on? What's up? Um, what's up? Well, I just had Ken Riley on the show. Did you watch? I I, I didn't know you were live. I to be truthful. I, I just happened to check the time. I have, you know, I'm you know, live every day at 530. I've been doing this for a while okay, now, Thomas. I usually, usually YouTube you gives just me to jump on and don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> just to be a nice guy, you know. Hey, I, I, totally, I totally you, knew you were talking about Ken Riley, though. Did did you even know who Ken Riley is? I yes, know he, you. I, I'm pretty sure he had like he was fourth all time in interceptions or something. Correct. He is he is fifth all time yeah, in interceptions. Okay, okay. He, was, was he was fourth. Yeah, you're you're close. He was fourth when he retired in 1983. Now that was probably before you were even thought about because I was seven then. Yeah, I, <laughs> so, I, I I was um not not yeah. You you weren't around. <laughs> but I mean, for you for you as a young Bengals fan, I think it's good that that. We need to get the history of the Bengals out because if we don't, if we don't tell it, then it's just gonna be forgotten. You know, there's been too many, yep. too many Bengals that have been forgotten. I mean, Ken Riley is one that pretty much was forgotten until unfortunately he passed away, and everybody just jumped on it to to get him, to get him into the Hall of Fame, and hopefully that's gonna happen because we get oh. him in, get Ken Anderson in, Willie Anderson in. I mean, I, I Isaac Curtis should be in if you. You want to see the original 85? Go look up videos of Isaac Curtis. He was a bad man. I will do that. You know, I'm so young, I don't know anything. So <laughs> that, that's why I'm here. I'm here for you. Here for you, Tommy. I'm here. I'm here to, to educate you. <laughs> yeah. You'll be like my mentor. Yes, yes. I, I, I am come to the strawberry ice. Let's sit down on the couch and I'll I'll have a consultation with you. Okay, but I I was was what I was gonna say is I think we do like need to add Hall like is Munoz is just in the Bengal Hall of Fame right or is he well, actually Bengals don't have a Hall of Fame they they don't have anything they, they don't Anthony have Munoz, okay. Anthony Munoz is in the actual Hall of, Hall of Fame he's the only one so we need to first off I think we need to add a Hall of Fame in that case yeah and yeah let's work let's work on getting the Ring of Honor first because the Hall of Fame is a whole a whole different subject because they <clears throat> they got a Build a building and all that stuff. I mean, they can they can induct them, but yeah. they, there's no place to display it yet. So they they can induct them into the Bengals Hall of Fame, and hopefully, that's one thing I hope that does happen once they uh, we uh, renew the, the the contract with the Bengals for the stadium. That hopefully there is something put in place to add a Bengals Hall of Fame, like the Reds Hall of Fame. I mean, they got one since the Reds had one of the best Hall of Fames in, in the country because I mean, there's been multiple teams because I know when um. The Dallas Cowboys were building their, you know, their huge um, stadium down there in Dallas. That Jerry Jones came to Cincinnati and toured the Reds Hall of Fame, and that's that's happened multiple times. So the Bengals got a blueprint for a Hall of Fame. They just got to figure out where to put it, and obviously who's going to pay it. Right. Um, there, I do. We we need to add more people, like because we, we've had plenty of great players. You know, I do. Know yes, that. we we've had we've had more. I mean. Uh, the thing is, like, 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 I hate to say it, Isaac Curtis. I don't think, unfortunately, I don't think he's ever getting in. I just, I, I think it's a complete sham. I, I would love for him to get in, but with the amount of wide receivers that are retiring in the next, you know, five to seven years, and the numbers that they put up, I don't think Isaac's going to get in. But that's that's the point. He should have already been in. Right. Ken Riley should have already been in. Ken Anderson should have already been in. Willie Anderson should have already been in. I mean, I am sorry, Willie Jeff. Anderson. If you, if you look at his error, his when he played, him and Jonathan Ogden 
were the best tackles of their era. Jonathan Ogden's in. Why is it Willie Anderson in? Dermy's over here, you know. But right, Jeremy's giving you a hard time. He, he yeah. can't get on the show today, but so he has to. What does he know? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, like Tommy said, yes, the Reds Hall of Fame is awesome. Time for one in PBS. I agree. That's that's what I think is going to eventually happen. But we let I'll be happy. I'll be ecstatic when they do this Ring of Honor. It's gonna be so much fun, and I, I I'm hoping that they'll you know I know they're all teasing us. You know, put all the, the names up there and everything, and 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 possibly put doing it or whatever. But I don't see how they can not do it now since they they got tweeted out that they look like they were getting ready to do it. But I I would I, I can't wait. I think they're going to announce the new uniforms, and then the next surprise announcement is going to be I can't wait for the, that the Ring of Honor and who's going to be in there and what. And I, I speaking of the uniforms, I think the uniforms is going to be more of closer to the. Uniform that, that Ken Riley had, not not the one in the background here, but more like the, the uh, striped one with the the '80s. I think it's gonna be more. I would be okay uh, with that, but they need to add like some. They can't. I don't want it looking dead on it. I want be okay for a little part of it, but they need to add something new to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they. I, I want them to have it a little um, cleaner, not so much stuff going on. Right. Okay. Marvin asks, "Who do you guys put in the Ring of Honor?" Oh, uh, for me, you got it. First one has got to be Paul Brown. Because if it wasn't for Paul Brown, we wouldn't have the Bengals. So Paul Brown, Anthony Munoz, one, two. Anthony Munoz, because he's the only Hall of Famer. And then it's Ken Anderson, Ken Ryder. Those are my first four. And I don't think anybody can argue with me on those four. Those are the first four that should go in. And like I said, there should not be another Bengal go into the Hall of Fame until Ken Anderson and Ken Riley are in the freaking Hall of Fame. It is a travesty that they're not. So they got to make sure we, we got to make sure as Bengal fans, we get them in there. I would say, uh, yeah, Ken Anderson for sure. I've, I, I've, I watched the Super Bowl the other day because, you know, I'm young. So they had it on the one? YouTube. The, uh, which one was it? I think it was Montana. Montana was in that one. Was the first one then? Montana was in both of them. <laughs> he was either got six, 16 or 24. In both of them? Yep, we lost to the to the sucky Niners both times. You still there, Tommy? TC? Yeah, sorry, sorry, I was muted. <laughs> but yeah, we lost we lost to the sucky Niners both times. But um, Ken Anderson was the quarterback too. That's that super, yeah. okay. Ken Anderson that was uh, Super Bowl sixteen. Yeah, and you know he was pretty pretty good. If you ask me. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one Ken Riley played in. And yeah, that too. So I think Ken Anderson and, like you said, Cam Riley both, because I um I I I also watch highlights of them both, and they they were they were really really good. <laughs> All I can say because I'm young. <laughs> well, keep educating yourself, and uh, you you'll go far far that way. Well, your all your Bengals knowledge, maybe someday you have a, a YouTube show of your own. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it. Uh, I don't know. We'll call it. I'll have you as a guest. How about that? There you go. I'll be your first guest. That sounds You'll good. You'll be in your wheelchair. I'm not that old, Tommy. Come on. <laughs> All right, brother. I'm getting close to 630, so I'm going to let you go and start rolling out of here. All right. Thank you. All right, brother. See you. All right, Jeremy, what do you got? <clears throat> TC watching his first Super Bowl at 20. Welcome to the new age. Yeah, exactly. 
the funny thing is he's like, didn't even know which one he watched. <laughs> like, there are two of them. He's like, oh, it's one of Joe Montana was in. Joe Montana was in both of them. <laughs> That's why I cannot stand Joe Montana and the Sucky Niners. Some people are like, oh, you got to get over it. I will never get over that. They beat us twice. Especially 88 was terrible. 43 seconds away from it. If you guys watch my show, whoever lives in my parents' old house, there's two holes up in the closet where I punched holes in them when we lost in 1988. So I, it, 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 I am a huge Bengals fan, and that's 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 where you know you, you got to educate yourself on that. Uh, you leaving now? Okay. Uh, yeah. Let me get off here. Okay. Apparently, I, I, we're going to. I'm gonna have to get going here. We're about to leave and go out to eat. So that's why I kind of lost my train of thought. I was like, "What? I can't understand what you're saying." <laughs> Mrs. Ice is ready to go eat some dinner. So my uh, thanks, as always, like I said, to Ken Riley Jr. Thanks to Tommy for putting together a great video. I really appreciate it. And uh, Princess Ice for uh, for editing it. And I thank all you guys for, for joining the show and watching it. So make sure if you missed the show, you can go watch it, rewatch it on the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. I know it's going to be up on the announcements here on Who Day Nation. And I'll be putting the podcast up later on tonight. So make sure you like, rate, review. And I'd like to thank the uh, other Facebook groups that let me live stream, along with Who Day Nation. It is Ohio State Bucknuts, Rounding Third and Heading for Home, Cincinnati Reds, Bearcat Ruckus, The Ice Bar, which is my own show page. Me and Jeremy do some silly TikToks and stuff. Follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. My Facebook page has 583 likes. I'm getting followed by 625 people. I appreciate every single one of you guys. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Like I said, I'll be putting the, the uh, sound or on the podcast later on today. It'll be on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, and pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Rate, like, review. Give me a five-star review. YouTubers, we're at 847. I was at 848. Somebody jumped off. It happens. Let's get that rolling. If you guys are watching this show and you want to support what I'm doing here and support the effort that we are doing to try to get Ken Riley and Ken Anderson in, into the hall of fame, please subscribe to my, to my YouTube channel. It's on YouTube sports of strawberry ice. Go there, hit the word, subscribe, make a change colors, hit the bell for the notification. Cause when I do go live sometimes during the day, when things happen, like when the Bengals beat the squealers, I went live instantly right after it on Monday night. It was awesome. It was a very fun show. So just make sure you subscribe to the channel. I really appreciate it. Tomorrow, Zeke of the Week, Jeremy D. will be returning to the show. At least he said he would. We'll find out. And other than that, who day? Always say, I got to tell Jeremy. Remember one thing and one thing only. You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. So act like it. Who day? And that's your sports, baby. See ya!